right. Uh, uh, before we get to these uh, significant stories on this date in rock and roll history, one of them, uh, just a crazy soap opera kind of weird thing uh, with, uh, with Fleetwood Mac. Well, I don't know if it's soap opera, but it's just kind of a crazy story. Uh, just tell you about Kirstie Alley. Here's what we... Turns out it was colon cancer, Brad, that Kirstie Alley had at the age of 71. All right, so on this date in history in rock and roll in 1999, the Recording Industry of America, 1999, as we were closing out the last century, named the best, they named their best-selling album of the century, of the last century, of all the albums sold in the 1900s through 1999, the album that sold the most copies last century was The Eagles, Greatest Hits, Volume 1, 1971 through 1975. Ten songs from The Eagles' first four albums. They had five top ten hits. Okay? Here's side one. Take It Easy, Witchy Woman, Lion Eyes, Already Gone, and Desperado. I don't like it. Turn it over. See what you got. Side two, you get one of these nights, Tequila Sunrise, Take It to the Limit, Peaceful, Easy easy Feeling, and Best of My Love. And well, I, don't give up your day job. I think that is that that's still number one all time. I think so. It it was going back and forth with Thriller, but I think it's it's kind of... And that Eagles distance. of Volume 2 hits and Hotel California yeah. are not far behind there. No. Right. Right. But they still need to charge you $100 a concert ticket when you go see them. Now, did those guys, did we, did we, did those guys sell the, their publishing? No, I don't think so. <laughs> Not yet. Oh, that going to go for. Uh, all right, and then on this date in 1973, here's a crazy one. A fake Fleetwood Mac band was put together to tour. Now, we remember this story, because I, I think we, when we did the We Read So You Don't Have To from Mick Fleetwood's book, we covered this story. In 1973, Mick, Mick's, the guitarist, one of the guitarists in Fleetwood Mac, a guy named Bob Weston, started having an affair with Mick's wife. Mick was the, you know, he was the leader so the of the band. the dysfunction went on way before Stevie Nicks oh, yeah, and yeah. Lindsey Buckingham yeah. joined the band. Yeah, Mick was cheating on his wife and had decided to stop cheating on his wife. And right after he decided that he was going to stop cheating on his wife, a guitarist in Fleetwood Mac, this guy named Bob Weston, decided that he was going to start having a fling with Mick's wife because he thought, hey, Hey, she's not. These are yeah. the '70s, man. She's not taken, and so what if he's, you know, he's my friend? It's, you know, it's free love, man. Free love, man. Well, so that didn't sit well with Mick. So what does he do? He didn't fire the guy like right away. He was like, "Well, that sucks. You know what? We're just not going to go out and tour right now until until I get over this thing, okay?" Well, that didn't sit well with the band's manager, some guy named Clifford Davis. Clifford Davis says, you guys, we got a tour coming up in uh, January, and we have to, this is December, and we have to be out on the road next year or the record company's going to drop us, okay? So we have to tour. And Mick Fleet was like, I'm not touring right now. We'll get back together again, again sometime later in the year. I'm not touring right now. Band is on pause right now. Give us a, a few months at least. Well, the manager wouldn't hear of it. So he went out and started forming a band called 
Fleetwood Mac, the new Fleetwood Mac. I'm Bob Welch, who was in the band, the guy who sang Ebony Eyes, uh, says, we all got letters indicating our manager's intention to put a new band on the road, and he pretty much issued us an ultimatum. And it happened on this date in 1973. And this guy, this manager, recruited members of another band and called them the new Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> so the next month rolls around. It's January of 1974. And the new Fleetwood Mac has a show in Pittsburgh. Now, you got to keep in mind, there's no Internet. There's no Twitter. Yeah. There's no immediate media on things. So things can happen without people knowing, you know? Sure. And so this happened. So And they sold tickets to this, this show in Pittsburgh in 1974, and it was called the new Fleetwood Mac. And the way the manager described it was, oh, yeah, Mick Fleetwood and those guys, they're all going to be back in it, but we just have some new members of Fleetwood Mac. So that's who the new Fleetwood Mac is. It's going to be Mick Fleetwood and those guys and then some new guys. And so that's sort of how it was. Bigger dis- and better. So people who were buying concert tickets, they didn't know the whole story. Again, no Internet. So they're like, oh, yeah, I heard it was like Mick Fleetwood and, and some new members. So they, they bought all these tickets. Well, Showtime. And all of a sudden, these people they never seen before are up on stage as Fleetwood Mac, and the crowd starts booing, and they demand their money back. Okay, that's that. And then a couple of nights later, they're playing in New York City, and again, you know, it takes forever for the word to get out pre-internet days. So the people in New York are suckered into this show, and they don't know the deal, and and they this, they go through the same thing. There's nobody here named Fleetwood or Mac. No, and what's worse is the guy they hired as the lead singer, a guy named Elmer, had had throat problems and he couldn't take the stage. So they didn't even really have a vocalist to play to to, to sing with the band. So then. A few months later, it took Mick until about March to find out that there was this other Fleetwood Mac band out there. So he he sued. So he sued his manager. The manager countersued, and just a mess. But it happened on this date in 1973. Something called the new Fleetwood Mac. That's, a, that's Spinal Tapish. Was launched. Yes. This is old, old Fleetwood Mac. Brad and John, KISM.